Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, read by your host, me, Eli. Chapter 8. Geppetto makes Pinocchio a new pair of feet and sells his coat to buy him an ABC book. The marionette, as soon as his hunger was appeased, started to grumble and cry that he wanted a new pair of feet. But Mastro Geppetto, in order to punish him for his mischief, let him alone all the morning. After dinner, he said to him, Why should I make your feet over again? To see you run away from home once more? I promise, answered the marionette, sobbing, that from now on I'll be good. Boys always promise that when they want something, said Geppetto. I promise to go to school every day, to study, and to succeed. Boys always sing that song when they want their own will. But I am not like other boys. I am better than all of them, and I always tell the truth. I promise you, Father, that I'll learn a trade, and I'll be the comfort and staff of your old age. Geppetto though trying to look very stern, felt his eyes fill with tears and his heart soften when he saw Pinocchio so unhappy. He said no more, but taking his tools and two pieces of wood, he set to work diligently. In less than an hour, the feet were finished. Two slender, nimble little feet, strong and quick, modeled as if by an artist's hands. Close your eyes and sleep. Geppetto said to the marionette. Pinocchio closed his eyes and pretended to be asleep, while Geppetto stuck on the two feet with a bit of glue melted in an eggshell, doing his work so well that the joint could hardly be seen. As soon as the marionette felt his new feet, he gave one leap from the table and started to skip and jump around as if he had lost his head from very joy. To show you how grateful I am to you, father, I'll go to school now. But to go to school, I need a suit of clothes. Geppetto did not have a penny in his pocket. So he made his son a little suit of flowered paper, a pair of shoes from the bark of a tree, and a tiny cap from a bit of dough. Pinocchio ran to look at himself in a bowl of water, and he felt so happy that he said proudly, now I look like a gentleman. Truly, answered Geppetto. But remember that fine clothes do not make the man unless they be neat and clean. Very true, answered Pinocchio. But in order to go to school, I still need something very important. What is it? An ABC book. To be sure, but how shall we get it? That's easy. We'll go to a bookstore and buy it. And the money? I have none. Neither have I, said the old man sadly. Pinocchio, although a happy boy always, became sad and downcast at these words. When poverty shows itself, even mischievous boys understand what it means. What does it matter after all, cried Geppetto all at once, as he jumped from his chair. Putting on his old coat full of darns and patches, he ran out of the house without another word. After a while, he returned. In his hands, he had the ABC book for his son. But the old coat was gone, 
The poor fellow was in his shirt sleeves, and the day was cold. Where's your coat, father? I have sold it. Why did you sell your coat? It was too warm. Pinocchio understood the answer in a twinkling. Unable to restrain his tears, he jumped on his father's neck and kissed him over and over. Chapter 9 Pinocchio sells his ABC book to pay his way into the marionette theater. See Pinocchio hurrying off to school with his new ABC book under his arm. As he walked along, his brain was busy planning hundreds of wonderful things, building hundreds of castles in the air. Talking to himself, he said, In school today, I'll learn to read, tomorrow to write, and the day after, I'll do arithmetic. Then, clever as I am, I can earn a lot of money. With the very first pennies I make, I'll buy father a new cloth coat. Cloth, did I say? No, it shall be of gold and silver with diamond buttons. That poor man certainly deserves it, for after all, isn't he in his shirt sleeves because he was good enough to buy a book for me? On this cold day, too, fathers are indeed good to their children. As he talked to himself, he thought he heard sounds of pipes and drums coming from a distance. Beep, 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 zum, 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 zum. He stopped to listen. Those sounds came from a little street that led to a small village along the shore. What can that noise be? What a nuisance that I have to go to school. Otherwise... There he stopped, very much puzzled. He felt he had to make up his mind for either one thing or another. Should he go to school or should he follow the pipes? Today I'll follow the pipes and tomorrow I'll go to school. There's always plenty of time to go to school, decided the little rascal at last, shrugging his shoulders. No sooner said than done, he started down the street going like the wind. On he ran, and louder grew the sounds of the pipe and drum. Beep, beep, bee, beep, beep, bee, beep, beep, bee, zum, 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 zum. Suddenly, he found himself in a large square full of people standing in front of a little wooden building, building painted in brilliant colors. What is that house? Pinocchio asked a little boy near him. Read the sign and you'll know. I'd like to read, but somehow I can't today. Oh, really? Then I'll read it to you. Know then that written in the letters of fire, I see the words, Great Marionette Theater. When did the show start? It is starting now. And how much does one pay to get in? Four pennies. Pinocchio, who was wild with curiosity to know what was going on inside, lost all his pride, and said to the boy shamelessly, Will you give me four pennies until tomorrow? I'd give them to you gladly, answered the other, poking fun at him. But just now, I can't give them to you. For the price of four pennies, I'll sell you my coat. If it rains, what shall I do with a coat of flowered paper? I could not take it off again. Do you want to buy my shoes? They are only good enough to light a fire with. What about my hat? 
Fine bargain indeed. A cap of dough. The mice might come and eat it from my head. Pinocchio was almost in tears. He was just about to make one last offer, but he lacked the courage to do so. He hesitated. He wondered. He could not make up his mind. At last he said, Will you give me four pennies for the book? I am a boy, and I buy nothing from boys, said the little fellow, with far more common sense than the marionette. I'll give you four pennies for your ABC book, said a rag picker who stood by. Then and there the book changed hands. And to think that poor old Geppetto sat at home in his shirt sleeves, shivering with cold, having sold his coat to buy that little book for his son. Chapter 10 The marionettes recognize their brother Pinocchio and greet him with loud cheers, but the director, Fire Eater, happens along, and poor Pinocchio almost loses his life. Quick as a flash, Pinocchio disappeared into the marionette theater, and then something happened which almost caused a riot. The curtain was up, and the performance had started. Harlequin and Pulcinella were reciting on the stage, and as usual, they were threatening each other with sticks and blows. The theater was full of people, enjoying the spectacle, and laughing till they cried at the antics of these two marionettes. The play continued for a few minutes, and then suddenly, without any warning, Harlequin stopped talking. Turning toward the audience, he pointed to the rear of the orchestra, yelling wildly at the same time, Look! Look! Am I asleep? Or do I really see Pinocchio there? Yes! Yes! It is Pinocchio! screamed Pulsinella. It is! It is! shrieked Signora Rosora, peeking in from the side of the stage. It is Pinocchio! It is Pinocchio! yelled all the marionettes, pouring out of the wings. It is Pinocchio! It is our brother Pinocchio! Hurrah for Pinocchio! Pinocchio, come up to me, shouted Harlequin. Come to the arms of your wooden brothers. At such a loving invitation, Pinocchio, with one leap from the back of the orchestra, found himself in the front rows. With another leap, he was on the orchestra leader's head, and with a third, he landed on the stage. It is impossible to describe the shrieks of joy, the warm embraces, the knocks, and the friendly greetings with which that stage company of dramatic actors and actresses received Pinocchio. Rending spectacle, but the audience, seeing that the play had stopped, became angry and began to yell, The play! The play! We want the play! The yelling was of no use, for the marionettes, instead of going on with their act, made twice as much racket as before, and lifting up Pinocchio on their shoulders, carried him around the stage in triumph. At that very moment, the director came out of his room. He had such a fearful appearance that one look at him would fill you with horror. His beard was as black as pitch, 
and so long that it reached from his chin down to his feet. His mouth was as wide as an oven, his teeth like yellow fangs, and his eyes two glowing red coals. In his huge hairy hands a long whip made of green snakes and black cat's tails twisted together swished through the air in a dangerous way. At the unexpected apparition, no one dared to even breathe. One could almost hear a fly go by. Those poor marionettes, one and all, trembled like leaves in a storm. Why have you brought such excitement into my theater? The huge fellow asked Pinocchio with the voice of an ogre suffering with a cold. Believe me, your honor, the fault was not mine. Enough. Be quiet. I'll take care of you later. As soon as the play was over, the director went to the kitchen where a lamb was turning on the spit. More wood was needed to finish cooking it. He called Harlequin and Pulcinella and said to them, Bring that marionette to me. He looks as if he were made of well-seasoned wood. He'll make a fine fire for this spit. <laughs> Harlequin and Pulcinella hesitated a bit. Then, frightened by a look from their master, they left the kitchen to obey him. A few minutes later, they returned, carrying poor Pinocchio, who was wriggling and squirming like an eel and crying pitifully, Father, save me! I don't want to die! I don't want to die!